Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. I invite Brother Luke to come up here, Brother Luke Williams, and uh, preach the Word, teach the Word, whatever he feels led to do. We're just excited that there is a Word. There's someone who's hungry to seek after for it that we can receive. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Titus. Praise the Lord, church. Praise praise the Lord, church. (laughs) All right. Thankful for the Lord. I'm thankful. You know, He don't leave us where He found us. You know, I was in the same boat, sort of as Brother Derek. Me and him can relate a lot. We came in about the same time. And uh, we got a lot of B.C., a lot of stuff the Lord saved us from. But, uh, you know, the enemy thought he about took us out. But actually what he was doing is creating a lot of testimonies for us to preach and tell everybody else about. <laughs> but uh, I don't know what you all did wrong tonight. You guys got to put up with me here tonight. But... Uh, I'll try to get done before you get done tonight, but um, I do. I'm, I am thankful for an opportunity to sort of unload what the Lord's put in me. Sometimes you you got some things, and uh, it's good to get them out sometimes and and have that time and uh, to share them with others as the Lord gives them to you. So, uh, if we can here tonight, let's go ahead and stand for the reading of the Word. If we can, let's turn to the New Testament, the second book of Peter. And we'll start at the first chapter, and we're going to read verses 1 through 4. When everybody's there, just say, I'm there. Are we there yet? No. (laughs) No. Second Peter one one through four. Simon Peter, also Simon then Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied. Be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. I like how he words that. Through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. He knows who the Lord was. According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. To glory and virtue. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. You may be seated. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would just... Lord, just give, help me, Lord. 
just do what I need to do here tonight to draw our attention to the Word of God that we might be blessed tonight, Lord, that we might not just leave the same way that we came, Lord. Lord, help us receive, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus. Everybody say amen. Amen. I might be all over the place here a little bit tonight, but if I can, if I can give you a brief exhortation of where I desire to go. I'm to the point where I believe we're at the threshold of seeing some changes and some fulfillment at this church and also in each individual's lives. And I believe we need to be confident knowing that we have a powerful force, this Holy Ghost with us, and He's leading us and growing us and cultivating us to a point that no longer will it be all the growing curves, this and that. It, it He has prepared us for a harvest, for a revival. He's prepared us to be a witness. But um, we can't always listen to the mother voices. We can't always listen to the enemy. We can't always listen to the negativity that we hear around about us. But here tonight, I believe God's wanting His people to dare to set themselves apart and walk in His divine nature with confidence, knowing assuredly He has has not set us up to fail. But to be more than conquerors and overcomers, desiring to walk worthy, to be led of the Spirit, and to accomplish all that God desires us to how many wants to accomplish everything that God would desire you to? <laughs> I'm telling you how it's going to be done tonight is how we, we're going to grow as being partakers. Partakers in His divine spirit. This is a broad subject. I don't have it all mastered. I tried looking over it the best I could. But I'm mainly talking about how we take upon the nature of Christ. This world needs to see something other than us. You know, he must increase, but in order for that to happen, we gotta decrease. Sometimes we gotta surrender our plans to God's plan to really see how we can be effective. You know, sometimes we gotta do what don't seem to be comfortable, but he knows what's best in the long run. And our God always does things right. This thought triggered my brain. I wrote it down. I, you know, I'm trying not to be attached to my phone. But a lot of us are nowadays. But right before I went to sleep in 2018, um, you know, I was a different place then. And obviously, thoughts come to you as you're a minister and stuff. And when your brain's working in the right direction, you need to capture these thoughts and you need to make sure you got them down. So, not saying it's the greatest thought, but that's when I zeroed in on this thought. It was 2000, April 2nd, 2018. At 9.01 p.m. So it wasn't too late. But it's when this thought surfaced. And I felt the Spirit. Maybe it's just hopefully not going to confuse you here tonight. But what the Lord sort of spoke to me. And I'm going to correlate that in my message tonight. Basically it's His divine nature. This is where this surfaced. A mark of distinction comes with truly knowing what pleases God. And being doers. They are hard to see on the surface. Understanding that mark takes a good level of discernment. And what we do with that understanding is most important. When God weighs the balances, they need to be ready 
and right in His eyes. God's mark of distinction goes unnoticed by many and misread by others, but in the heart of God brings favor and many victories. Marks of distinction facilitate real revival for God's people. Real lifestyle changes, not for our bragging rights, but for the victory against the enemy. That victory will bring souls to enlightenment and appreciation of truth with love, not without. God's not the author of confusion. His blessings go with the marks of distinction. There is an untapped resource of anointing and revelation to those willing to be open to what the Spirit is speaking in this hour. God will, will you receive and walk in that revelation and renewal? God's wanting to revel, revel, just have revelation come to us, but we gotta be renewed in that constant revel, revelation of what He's showing us. And in His Spirit, there truly needs to be a coming together of God's people with that mark of distinction. Too many souls are at stake. Many are not seeing it and are being deceived into settling for much less than God has intended. We need that mark of distinction, active to ignite end-time revival. It's the only thing that can influence this world to righteousness unto salvation. Some of this at the end might be later on in the night. I put this in here. But experience plays a role. Don't get critical. Get in tune with God. Do we want to wonder or possess? <laughs> Distinction of appetite. The king's meat and defile yourself. Self-righteousness. Not picking side. Just want to be on the Lord's side. The conclusion of the matter, this is last night, bedtime thoughts for a sermon rough draft. <laughs> I just figured I'd share that with you. Divine nature, partakers in divine nature, without blame, blemish, blameless, eating the king's meat. Something has tr transpired in us, a change. Are you willing? I don't know if that influenced your mind or sparked anything tonight, but I felt to include it tonight because that's where this thing started from the get-go. But I believe that God's mark of distinction as we, as we walk as representatives of His, as we just become partakers of what He would have us to become and to be, and we can fulfill that which He desires. we we got to set ourselves apart from... Everything else that's going on in this world. God's going to put His blessings to those that, that concentrate their life. Just, just and try to do what's right. That pray. Ain't comfortable about sin. And, and, and that desire the Holy Ghost to lead their lives. And God's wanting to lead us in that. But I'm telling you, the Lord takes good records. It's not always what we do here. It's what we do out there. It's what we do at home. It's what we partake in. And I'm telling you, if we make room for God in our life and we walk in a carefulness, God's wanting to fulfill His promises and His purpose in our lives like you've never seen. And there is going to be blessings upon this. I'm not saying that we ain't there yet, but we're at the threshold of seeing promises being fulfilled. 
I'm telling you, it's time for us to get passionate and have a desire to say, I don't want to miss this. I, I, what was it? A month or two ago, Brother Smith said, in, in one year, in one year, we're going to double in this church. Are we going to receive that promise? Are we going to protect that promise? Are we going to say that promise is yea and amen? I'm going to walk and partake of God's nature that I might be able to influence a life and a soul. See, we got to do our part. I don't think they're just going to walk in these doors, come up to the front and receive the Holy Ghost. If God leads them, thank you, Jesus. But I'm telling you, we got to do our part. we got to show them Jesus. we got to show them that our God does heal, that our God does deliver. That when we say our God can heal you in your home or wherever we meet them, and He does do it, that might just bring them here. We're not just going to double in that without being partakers, without having a distinction. There's many churches with open arms. They will say, come here. They know how to love them, this and that. But do they have the truth that will set their lives free? Do they believe in that Acts 2.38 plan? Do they believe in being baptized in Jesus' name? Do they believe that there's only one God? (laughs) We have treasure in earthen vessels. We have partook of that heavenly spirit and and there's something about just feeding that and continuing to walk in that. You see different ones walk in that just comfortable peace and that confidence and when they speak faith you know they mean business. You know they've been in prayer. You know they've been partaking of things. As we come together as a whole like that we can see God really use the church on all cylinders and them ones that really need deliverance and ones that really need the Holy Ghost that come in and out and sometimes they drift away they're going to get what they receive because we're going to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost we're going to know what to say we're going to create an environment that brings God into the situation so strong that they're not going to be able to resist what God desires to do in their life There's also a difference in human nature and divine nature. This is our battle right here. There's also a progression that transpires in us as we seek to please God and grow in our understanding of how to walk in His nature. I understand tonight that we're all on different levels. You know, 15 years ago, me and Brother Derek were just being converted. (laughs) So, you know, we had a lot to learn a lot of trials and tests to get over. But however, it is God's will that not any should perish, but that everyone should come to repentance. The Lord is not slack concerning His promises, is what the Word of God says. He's not slack concerning His promises. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We must discipline ourselves to learn Christ if we want, if we want others to be attracted to Him. It's gonna be, it ain't gonna be me illuminate out myself and really attracting people. It's gonna be God's Spirit, something that can offer them something, something that can give them peace, something that can give them direction in their life, something that can bless them, something that can lead them in the light and revelation of who He is that can change their future and their eternal life. Paul, he was a mighty man that had 
this transition transpire in his life. But he said, follow me as I follow Christ. Christ being that example taught him how to walk worthy. He told him that he was a chosen vessel. But he had to reshape what he was all about. So there is going to be some things that God has to get if we partake in His nature. He's got to burn them things out of our life. He's got to burn our ideas of how we see others. We've got to see through His eyes. If we want favor with Christ, we've got to see our brothers and sisters right. We've got to watch what we say. We've got to walk in some carefulness. Walking in His nature. You see, Christ's nature, He made Himself of no reputation. He came in the form of a servant. He was obedient to that cross. He was in that divine nature. But He wasn't flaunting it. He went in a humble state. He came in that humble state, in that manger, from the very beginning. (laughs) In the form of God. Paul, as he grew in the Lord, and he drew others to the Lord. He didn't grow others just to himself. He was trying to say, yeah, you might be seeing some things happen in the Lord through my ministry, but it's because of him, because I'm following him, because what he's done in my life. You see, we must learn how to follow Christ and do what he would have to say in our lives. He made himself of no reputation. He walked in humility. We must learn to become all things to all people. How do we do that? We pray every day that the Lord would take our, our human nature out of our, our day. Help me walk in your spirit, Lord. Help me present to this world. Let me be a mouthpiece, Lord. Let me be a vessel, a testimony, Lord. Let me share my testimony to somebody. That's a powerful way to just touch a life. Share your testimony if you're not ashamed about what the Lord has done in your life. It is the power of salvation. 1 Corinthians 9 and 22, it says, To the weak become I as weak that I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men, that I may by all means save some. So there's some transformations that we got to do. There's some transformations in our life. We've got to become in certain situations whatever the Lord would have us to become. A fitly word in the right season, you know, the right word just to speak to somebody. Christ knew just what to say. He knew just what to do. I mean, look at the the lady that came to Him before us. Gentiles were accepted. And that Syrophoenician lady, she came with an unworthy request, saying, heal my son, he's possessed with the devil. And uh, he had all right to say, you know, you're not wanted. He sort of rebuked her in a small kind of way. I think he was just painting a picture to the disciples how to receive this lady. You know, he said, uh, I believe he was talking to her, you know, about her being a dog. Called her a dog. But she says, can I have the the scraps that fall under my master's table? And the Lord says, great is thy faith. You know, and that situation and that thing was resolved then and there. But that opened the door, right? I mean, our disciples, they were supposed to go to the, you know, the... 
to the Jews first. They were in order to open up to the Gentiles. But you see, as he was walking in that nature, he painted that picture. And then the Gentiles were let in. All of us were let in. And there was revival. I believe that that might have painted a picture for Peter, different ones that participated in the persecution from allowing us Gentiles in this situation. Not going to get lost in that tonight, but there is a transformation. How to react in them situations. You see that lady there though, she was a Syrophoenician lady. She was one of those that was with the clan of Jezebel that actually was in introduced Baal worship to God's people to turn them away from God. And he turned her situation. She came to him. Obviously, them gods could not perform what God did. And he healed and touched that situation. I believe that painted a picture for them disciples, that short picture there. But this transformation is a continual process in our lives. It does take, you know, picking up the cross daily. I know it don't sound real popular sometimes. Other people, even preachers nowadays, they say, you know, they make it real easy and convenient. Not so heavy of a cross. Not so rugged of a cross. Here's a padded cross. But he said, take up this cross. Not only take it up, take it up daily and die daily. We gotta walk it with a cross. <laughs> we gotta die daily. We gotta stay connected in God's Word. He was with the Word. He was, he was fulfilling the Word literally before their eyes. You know, you, maybe to contradict God's nature here or that divine nature, there were some things that He got serious about. He was serious about the house of God. Serious about the place of reverence. The place that we met with God. He changed our life and changed our situations. And He could touch others. You, you see, when the money changers came in, you know, I don't know exactly why he got so angry, but if I could put my little my two cents in there, he, he overchanged and he got angry and he threw all that stuff out. That stuff don't need to be here. And he let them know. And maybe I believe that they were trying to make it convenient with animals and sacrifices for the people just to come pick up their sacrifice. And say, here's my sacrifice for the week. I'll give you money, but I ain't going to do all that's included to bring that sacrifice. He wanted to get that out. He wanted us to be a living sacrifice. He wanted us to do and partake in that which He designed us to do to see the results that He desires. We must stay connected to the power source. It's like, you know, all these cordless tools that you get nowadays. Power drills, everything that we rely upon without a cord. We must, as saints of God, stay charged up. We must be partakers of the juice, of the power of God. If we want that virtue, if we want that glory in our lives, we must be feeding our spirit. We must be promoting Jesus in our lives. It ain't going to happen without that. Galatians 5 and 25, it speaks, If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. So it's a spiritual walk that we got to walk in. we got to deny this flesh of ours. And this transformation, this progression in, in really becoming partakers in the Lord, how we react and how do we act and treat others, here come some of the, the graces that bestow upon us if we're truly walking in His divine nature. Second Peter 1, 5-8 through 8. 
And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to your virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you, and abound, they make you, that you shall not neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's one thing to partake and receive the fruits of the Spirit, I believe. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there's no law. All them things. And we receive them. But I believe it's a progression to keep these things alive. That we can walk in virtue with the power leading us in that way. And knowledge and godliness, brotherly kindness. And all these things that they may abound and we may be fruitful. And it may be something that can provide others with something as we be fruitful and abide in Him. These things must become part of us. Not just something we do, but something we become. Something we become. I might just be speaking for my myself tonight. I don't want to just become a puppet. Know what to do when when it's time to stand up. Know how to give in the offering. Know how to go through church and go through the routine. But I, I want I want to have some life to me when I walk outside these doors. I want to have some power and some virtue in me. I want to know that there's a demonstration and a power behind this Holy Ghost that I've received. It ain't for show. It ain't for glory. It's for allowing God to elevate us and touch our lives. <laughs> you see... To walk in His divine nature. To walk in that nature. You see, the disciples had to learn for, I believe, two and a half years from His example as He was teaching them. And they were first-hand witnesses as they seen the ascension. They knew and understood more than what we did. But there was still progression in their lives. So it's not something we instantaneously get. we got to walk and we got to continually partake. And we become sort of what we eat. You are what you eat, they say. <laughs> eat healthy. No. <laughs> eat everything you want if you're me. And you won't get in the way. No. <laughs> My wife hates it. But no. I'm getting off track tonight. But... Uh, <laughs> But anyhow, we don't want to just be in love with Pentecostalism. We want to be in love with the God of Pentecost. We want to know Him personally. <laughs> we want to understand that He's living inside of us and that we are that tabernacle, that we are that vessel. Hallelujah. It's more than just an experience. It's a lifestyle. It's something that we can partake and that we can walk in. Lord takes residence in your life. Things are definitely changed for for the better. To know how to handle things correctly, you know, know how to see things through a godly perspective. I'm telling you, there's no substitute for the power of God and, and for what God desires to show us and to reveal in us. There's anointings for different ones in this church and for the, the whole church to be witnesses, to be passionate, to have a desire to share this gospel, and for different ones to minister. 
I'm telling you, these things are available. And I'm telling you, there's going to be distinction when you get to partaking in such a manner that, that we create just an environment for God to do what He wants to do. Not only in our lives, but as we come together, it's so much stronger, it's so much more powerful as we join ourselves together within unity. See, we won't have a problem with unity. As we partake in His nature, we see things in the same way. <laughs> we might have differences on this and that, but I'm telling you, if we get in His nature, we're going to become more like-minded. We're going to be like the day of Pentecost. They were all with one mind and one accord. <laughs> in one place. <laughs> That's hard to do. It's one thing coming together, but it's another thing to get in the same mind, the same accord. And that same spirit let God do what He really wants to do. You see, if we look at the example, I'm trying not to be too much longer, but if we look at Peter, I've been looking at the book of Peter here tonight. I draw to him a lot because he was not so stable and then he become a rock. And there's different things he failed in his life, tests that he failed. But he went back and took them and he passed. When he failed the Lord and he denied him three times, when the Lord showed himself again, he, he told them, go tell the disciples I've risen and Peter. And Peter. But Peter came back. And Peter felt probably unworthy. But the Lord was doing something in his nature. You see, when Christ first ran into Peter, him and the disciples, they were washing their nets. They went out and got skunked, so to say, out there trying to fish. They did not have good luck. They were up there washing their nets. And uh, Christ offered, you know... An opportunity for him to come upon his boat that he might preach to the people. Peter was nice enough to let him do that and have a boat for a platform and to teach them people. And then, and then he basically let them know. <laughs> he let them know, you know, go back out into the deep, Peter. Go out there. I'll show you how to keep or catch some fish. And he brought in that drought of fish more than what he'd ever seen in his life, even being a fisherman of business. About sunk his boat. He, it broke him. He knew this was not supposed to be. How is this happening? There was some divine nature, something going on here. He kneeled down and he looked at the Lord and he, 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 I, I'm unworthy. I'm a sinful man. I'm a sinful man. Depart from me. Said, we're not going to have that. I'm going to use you, Peter. You're going to be a disciple. That word disciple means discipline one. You got to get disciplined. You got to be a partaker. But he began to create that rock out of Peter. You still had some tests to pass. You see, not a little bit before his denial, obviously, there, they came to get Christ. There was the officers. There was the chief priests. There was the Pharisees. They came with lanterns, torches, and weapons to come get Christ. Christ was there, Peter was there with that sword. He was ready, tooth, you know, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. You're not taking the Savior. The rightful way. But the Lord was trying to tell him, you know, put that. He cut off the high priest's ear, Malchus. The Lord had to heal that. That's not in our nature, Peter. We don't retaliate like that, Peter. But he told them when they said, "Who are you looking for? You know who, who are you come? Whom seek ye?" Is what I believe the Bible says. Jesus of Nazareth. And when he said, "I am He," 
the people fell backward. There was something divine about that I am He. He was walking in that nature. There was something that probably knocked them back. There was a powerful influence there. But I'm telling you, you see... (laughs) that there was just an instance of what Christ was set up. We do know. He let him know, Peter, put the sword in the seat. The cup which the Father hath given me, shall I not drink it? As I walk in this divine nature, it's for the fulfillment of the plan that's prepared. The Lord healed it. In Acts 15.15, it says, "...in so as much that they brought forth..." This is the progression of Peter's life as he learned to pass some tests. Acts 5 and 15. In so as much that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at the least of the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. Also there came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed. Everyone. That's that divine nature working in Peter's life. That's that nature that the Lord wants to cultivate in each and every one of our lives. That His glory might be revealed. That we can touch situations that seem to be so desperate. That we can affect our world. That we can be the light and and we can fulfill the purpose that He had had for each and every one of us. I understand He's not calling us all to be Peter. But He's calling us to do our part. He's calling us to fulfill the promises that are promised to this church. You see this direction. If there is a direction for fulfillment, I believe it's found in walking in His divine nature. That would be God's will for us to walk in that divine nature. To walk in the Spirit so we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. To walk above this sinful flesh of ours. And give this world Jesus. I'm going to give an opportunity here, maybe at the end, just just for just a couple more minutes. Bear with me here. But if we look at that direction of fulfillment, if you look, read in the book of Isaiah, I believe 61 and 1, the Lord sort of spoke out, you know, His agenda, what He was, His tactics to destroy sin, what His reason was. And then later in the book of Luke, I believe 700 years is what I came up with. You might want to double check the math, but close to that. There was a transpiration of fulfillment of this prophecy. In Luke four seventeen through twenty one it says, and there was a there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister, and sat down, and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fasted upon him. And he began to say unto them, This day is the Scripture fulfilled in your ears. It might have been 700 years, but I'm telling you, there was a direction 
of walking in that divine nature that allowed that day and that opportunity for His ministry just to start beginning to flourish even more so. There was a progression there. Fulfillment will come as we become partakers of that divine nature. I'm sure the enemy would like us to settle for a lot less. I know if he believed, the enemy believed in a trinity, he'd probably have a nervous breakdown. But if us saints of God, you know, you think about how much time we spend on our phones, entertaining ourselves in different things, the time that we partake of things, if we would give them to, just some of that time to the Lord, and we would partake of that Word that we have, that roadmap that we have, we're living in the last days. They might even take this Bible away from us. We're not going to have it on our phones. I'm sure we're not going to have probably internet if they take that away. We need to know that Word. We need to partake of that Word. We need to have that time and prayer and these things in our life. And partake. Because this world's dependent upon us fulfilling the plan that greater things than these shall ye do is our fulfillment of partaking of what we can get from God. Everything that we can get that we can show them Jesus. I believe each and every one of us want to be partakers of that divine nature. I believe there's a transpar uh, there's a time transpiring now for fulfillment to happen. What's the church's response to to walk in that divine nature? I'm not asking you to do what I need to do. Just do what you feel the Lord wants is urging you to do. But we need to partake in the things. Make room for Him. Kick things out and create room. That we might illuminate Jesus. That we might, that we might, I mean not trying to kick stones, but we might just sort of separate ourselves in a way from the generic church world and give them something real. Something where the power, go, power of the Holy Ghost can change their lives. Not signing a church card. Not just saying, I'm going to give to the church. You know, these things. Our pastor needs prayer every day. Our church body, we need prayer every day. That's how we begin to bless our church as we become partakers. We get God's presence moving and operating. And we just spread it around. We want each other to become stronger. We want to see victory in lives and homes and situations that walk through these doors. I know there's needs tonight. I don't know if I went too long tonight, but I believe there's a space and opportunity for us tonight. Just maybe to make a commitment to God or maybe partake of His divine nature. If you haven't tasted of the Lord's Spirit, maybe tonight's the night, or maybe you just want to partake some more of the Lord. Empty yourselves out of some things. Maybe you had some bad thoughts before you came to church, or maybe, you know, even of others, how we view others. We need to empty that. We need to allow God to take residence here tonight. If we can, I, I believe this, this altar is always open. I don't know if we could, I don't know if we got anybody to play here tonight, but I, I do believe we, we can partake of the Lord whether we got music or whether we not. All we gotta have a desire tonight to see what God would want to do in this place. I know I didn't prepare no one, but that's, but I believe the Lord's here in this place tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
Lord, thank you for allowing me to partake of that heavenly gift, Lord. Lord, I know I wasn't worthy, Lord. Lord,